Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Diana. Welcome to Filmscape, a movie reviewing podcast. Today, we're reviewing Titan, a new body horror slash sappy emotional indie drama that just came out and it's making quite a splash in the movie world it won the palm door or golden palm the highest award at the Cannes film festival so that's pretty noteworthy now it's finally been released in the united states and we watched it boy we watched it (laughs) So, Diana, what did you think of Titan? I... I I just kept trying to understand its many elements and why, you know, and like, okay, I don't want to be this way, but I was also trying to think to myself, hmm, why might this win the Palm d'Or? If you want to talk about the Palm d'Or for a second, I happened to recently watch... The last two Palme d'Or winners, coincidentally, before Parasite. Parasite was the last movie to win. Last year, there was no festival due to COVID. So the winner before this was Parasite. And I watched The Square and Shoplifters, which were the two winners before Parasite. And I don't really know what connective tissue these movies have. I think it's just an award show. It's whatever people feel like is what wins. They're all definitely pretty original and quite subversive. I mean, of course, Parasite, for example. I didn't really care for The Square. I liked Shoplifters quite a bit, and obviously Parasite is one of my favorite recent movies. I knew this movie would be controversial, probably shocking, also because I've seen this director's first movie, Julia Ducorno, Raw, which is one of the most uh, sickening and disturbing movies I've seen in a long time. Not because of gratuitousness, but just the vibe it had and where it went psychologically and some of the content for sure. So I was bracing myself for anything with this one. And it ended up not really being as consistently revolting as Raw was. There's long stretches of this movie that, like I said in the intro a little ironically, that it feels like a indie drama about vulnerable people connecting and needing each other which i wasn't really expecting yeah i mean that's the second part of the movie you know it's more like the last two thirds well yeah 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 that's the last two thirds definitely there's two sides to this movie there's the sickening horrific body horror david cronenberg kind of elements which are certainly very bizarre and original and i think pretty off-putting to most people and we're going to talk about it so just warning We're just talking about the movie here. If you have kids listening, maybe don't have them hear this when we talk about this horrible, sinful movie. Well, yeah. So... Well, no, I mean, this movie in general is just... It's not for people who like movies that are more passive and and calm. (laughs) And and it's for people who really, really want something that shocks them, This This movie is... It's a weird crazy foreign film not only a foreign film but a french film and anyone who knows about foreign cinema meaning non-american i guess from our perspective is that the frenchies 
and Europe in general are a lot are a lot more willing to be subversive and taboo in a way that Americans just don't they don't touch that you know hardly ever it's just different I'm just speaking from an American perspective that's just how it seems to me and I think as American movies are so often sanitized and clean and walking on eggshells not wanting to offend anyone and just being predictable and please everyone that yes people still buy into that mostly but I think for a lot of people that's also pretty boring and so foreign films don't care about that I mean Parasite made such an impression on everyone and it didn't have any kind of stupid forced agenda or it didn't hit you over the head like everything was just so like well balanced and purposeful it's like it's just that like divide is interesting with the way movies have been going so the fact that this one the palm door is pretty weird uh, it makes me think maybe you just have to make something so wildly original and crazy to leave an impression on people especially you know film festival voters which are obviously a different breed from just a general movie going audience yeah. Anyway, we should talk about the plot a little bit. The main character is Alexia. The movie starts with her as a child. Alexia is in the car with her father. She's annoying him. And she's kicking his chair, making noises. And kind of escalates so much so that she unbuckles her seatbelt. And he's trying to get her attention when they get into an accident. She sustains a head injury, and they have to put in a metal plate into her head. A titanium plate. That's very important. Yes. They put a titanium plate into her head. When she leaves the hospital, she's just, like, so excited to see the car again. That's already one thing that's like, oh. Yeah, she hugs and kisses the car and just loves it. So we fast forward, and she's, like, a showgirl at a motor show who's, like, dancing seductively on cars and performing for these weird car enthusiasts. Soon after this, we find out that she's a serial killer, and this this crazy sequence of events happens where she first she kills this stalker fan who follows her to her car alone after the show, who, who's a little too pushy. And we find out later she's a serial killer, and then that kind of makes sense. When you learn that but then she starts just like murdering all these people well she murders them at one of uh, her co-workers uh justine's yeah justine's okay house yeah okay so she becomes involved with a fellow dancer justine who's the main character from raw that actress she ends up killing her pretty quickly and then she one by one murders everyone in the whole apartment you don't really know why but i guess it's, it's like okay so she's a serial killer the thing is, is like the first third of this movie, all these crazy things happen. And one of the crazy things is that our main character becomes impregnated by a car. This is where it gets science fiction-y. And it's very kind of up to interpretation how this happens. It becomes clear that this is literally what has happened as the movie goes on. So after these string of killings, she basically goes on the run. And this is where the movie really takes a turn. And all the craziness that's in the trailer and a lot of the horrific parts of the movie are kind of over with by now. And it really slows down. As she's on the run, she realizes that the police are specifically looking for her. They're looking for a a dancer in in her early 30s, you know, in a string of murders. 
So she's like, okay, I have to get out of this. How do I do this? And that's when she, she decides, oh, there's a missing teenager who I can impersonate. So she decides to change her appearance drastically, cut her hair, all this stuff, and break her own nose. And at this point, you know, she's visibly, she's starting to show her pregnancy, which is also, you know, surprising. She's taken in by the father of the missing child. They don't show any of this, but I guess she goes to the authorities at the airport where she's trying to escape, but there's police everywhere, so she can't get very far. That's when she decides to change her appearance like this. And I guess she goes to the authorities after seeing these wanted posters of children who are missing. And I guess tells them, convinces them that she's this boy who's been missing. And then the dad comes in and he just looks at her and says, you know, that's my son. I don't, e- I don't even... I don't even need to do a DNA test. Yeah. So she goes home with him. By the way, this is all spoilers. If you want to watch this movie, don't listen to any more of this. Some more stuff happens, but we're just going to... There's no other way to talk about this movie because it's just so... You don't know what we're talking about if we just try to dance around the plot elements. Um, <laughs> as you can probably tell, it's kind of insane. And it's this movie's not really about the plot. It's more about the feelings it gives you. She's taken in by, as I mentioned earlier, she's taken in by the father, Vincent. And so now her identity has been changed to Adrian, which is the son. She doesn't talk at all. And she's living there, concealing her pregnancy as best as she can. She won't allow Vincent, you know, the dad to touch her or anything. But the dad tries to talk to her, tries to comfort her and make her feel, you know, like at home and everything. But Vincent himself is troubled and has his own issues with... One thing that I've noticed in this film that connects was throughout this movie, there's so much about the body, about this autonomy of the body. She worked at a motor show where everyone was allowed to look, but they weren't allowed to touch. They touched, they got kicked out. When she was stalked and the person grabbed her, that's when she killed him. She doesn't like anybody touching her without her permission, but her body is continuously changing now. Then we have Vincent who is troubled and he's injecting steroids into himself because he doesn't like how he looks. He's kind of a hyper-masculine guy. Yeah. He's, he's much older, so he's obviously... And he's, a, fi- and he's, he's a firefighter. Yeah, and he's he's losing his strength. He's kind of trying to deny his aging. You go from this hypersexual world where Alexia is being looked at and likes it and is fine with that, but then is thrown into this hyper-masculine world where now she's with Vincent, who's a firefighter, Gradually, Vincent is trying to connect more and more with who he thinks is Adrian, which is really Alexia. Vincent, despite his problems, at his core, is a good person. Everyone in this movie is kind of a heightened, weird... People don't really act quite like human beings, kind of like raw. It's it's such a bizarre just sequence of events and the way things unfold yeah their own universes but vincent is he's kind of the most relatable normal main character i guess i mean certainly not her i mean i'll get to that later the alexia character there's not a whole lot there beyond what happens to her and just the things she does there's not a whole lot of explanation or you know why is she a serial killer 
why are these things happening? It's like, you don't get any of this. So he comes across as the most normal and he really wants to bond with her. And he's so glad to have his son back that she starts to kind of softens herself up. She doesn't try to escape. She tries to escape a few times early on when he, you know, serves his purpose and Mm -hmm. gets her out of the airport. But they start to bond because he really takes her in and hangs out with him and the other firefighters as they're all dancing together and going on calls to, you know, save some people. They don't really actually fight any fires, really, except, well, later on in the movie. And early on, there's a simu- they have a simulation, like a training thing that they all do. I don't think she's even there for that. She also burned down her childhood house, or she burned down her parents' house with them in it before she goes on the run. And I kept thinking, I wonder if he responded to that call and there'll be some kind of crazy connection, but that never happens. I guess it's just a coincidence or maybe it's it's kind of thematic that she becomes the surrogate son, basically, of a firefighter. Over time, they really bond. And one thing that's interesting is, you know this isn't going to last forever. She's getting more and more pregnant. She's secreting motor oil. That's one thing. So is she? What is it going on? Is she pregnant with a little fire truck? Uh, what, <laughs> there's that whole thing. I know. I thought she, like um, I was like, oh, is it a, l- a little Cadillac? Is it gonna be a little station wagon? Like what's she gonna oh give birth God. to? Um, which we do find out at the end, of course. That's kind of the ticking clock thing. But the first ticking clock element is when is Vincent gonna find out that this is not his son? But it's clear that he is sort of in denial about it because the other firefighters are like, what's with this random? weird person who won't talk. I mean, clearly there's something up here. So Alexia's little scam can only go on for so long. He's not having any of it. If, if anyone tries to talk to him, he just shuts them down and says, don't talk about my son. So this goes on and on and on. And, you know, she's not killing anybody. She's just kind of getting over her bloodlust. And I think that's part of what kind of confounded me is how little we really know about her. And that's what makes me think this movie is more about the weirdness and the emotions than having a literal plot because the plot is obviously kind of nonsense except for the indie drama people bonding and filling holes in each other's lives that they need plot which is the whole middle section of the movie that's where it becomes a little more conventional almost that both these characters end up they end up loving each other yeah even though the basis is a lie and you know she's like a con artist yeah who's in this guy's life but they're bonding and really filling a need for each other because she doesn't have a real father and he's missing his son mm-hmm. so i was surprised by how just kind of straightforward all of that was and she doesn't want to kill anymore so it's like okay how long was she a serial killer she's you know growing to really care for him whereas before that she's just this monster who just mercilessly murders left and right the movie becomes very sweet at this point i wasn't expecting that so much but even though not all of this really worked for me, there are some individual really good scenes. Like, I really like the scene where she ends up dancing for the other firefighters and she gets on top of the truck and starts doing her routine like she was at the car show. And all the guys at first are like, yeah, but then she starts like Having, dancing like she's she at kept, the car show, like as like, like a woman, like the way a woman would. Very feminine dancing. Yeah. And they all they all get so confused and are just like, hey, I'm not about this. And that whole part was just very amusing. All the, and they're all like shirtless and, and buff and they're all just like, eh, I'm not, this isn't for me. And then Vincent sees it and it's like, okay, he has to know that something's up at this point. This is not his son. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in this movie, there are moments where, you know, even Adrian's mom 
comes to visit. And that's when it's first revealed to someone, that's not the son, that's, it's an imposter. She sees how much he's grown to love her and doesn't even care that she's an imposter because she knows that Vincent needs her so much. And clearly she needs him because at one point he overdoses on the steroids and she chooses not to leave and comforts him. This is before the mom comes back. So they're fully bonded. These sequence of events happen and then he finds out that she's a woman basically, but he doesn't even care and just covers her up. That's when her, her, her towel comes down when they're talking. Well, yeah, um, I mean, this movie, as crazy as it is, it's as weird and ridiculous as it seems, it's about the relationships and love that's made despite the lies, you know, the basis of, you know, the story, like the initial basis. And so I think that what happens is that they're able to love each other and care for each other and be there for each other. And, and, I, and I think that that's the point that the movie is trying to make, that there's this progression of originally there's Alexia who's a serial killer but we also know that serial killers they do a series of murders and then they kind of have a a period of time where they take a little break and then they and then they might do more but still it's just it is odd but their relationships somehow they were able to comfort each other and it, and it was kind of nice to see even though it was really bizarre because you know that Alexia's presenting herself as this boy, you know, again, in a hyper-masculine space while trying to, like, bind her pregnancy. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, subversion of gender roles going on. To what end? I have no idea. There's a lot going on in this movie, for sure. I don't know. I think some parts of it worked for me. But just overall, I think the problem is just the script just needed to be different somehow, the pacing really the pacing just threw me off with how crazy and front-loaded everything is in the first third and then it really changes course it's just hard to like I just couldn't quite connect with it whereas I feel like if it was a little bit more consistent and felt like it was building towards something I mean there are those ticking clock elements I mentioned which are definitely needed otherwise this just would have been completely aimless and that did keep me interested, so that was good. But by the end, I, I, I was also a little bit lost about what all this was supposed to mean. I think, I don't know if another viewing would help, but it's definitely a movie you need to really think about and process. And it does stick with you. It's well made, it's interesting. It doesn't feel like just a big waste of time, or it didn't fall on its face by the end, but it also just didn't quite all come together. And I don't really know why. I think it's because... There's so much that was left unsaid and kind of unexplained. Like there was a lot that was left to kind of your interpretation. Unanswered questions, I think, leave you feeling like, oh, well, if maybe that was smoothed out, that the movie would feel a little bit more connected somehow. The sequence of events that lead her to Vincent's care, I just don't know how she got there. I, you know, and she won't even talk to him. Like when she talks, it's pretty clear that she is a woman because she's supposed to be a 17-year-old boy. But she convinced those authorities that she's this kid, the 17-year-old. And then the body horror stuff, I just think it takes such a backseat for so long. It comes back at the end, you know, when she gives birth and it ends up being... You only see a little bit of it, but it's basically, it's like a baby with a metallic spine. So it's probably like, I guess, a cyborg baby. And she has... A cyborg baby. <laughs> and she has... I think, um, 
I just think that the baby, it's not like the baby has powers, like the baby, you know, probably like, who knows, who knows, we don't, that's the no, thing, no, no. this movie, it's I like, know, whatever know, goes, we, we have know. no idea. No, 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 but like, all we know. You don't even see the front of the baby, all you see is the back, because Vincent helps her give birth. And you, you see, you see a few metallic parts of the baby, like you see the spine, you see also a metal plate in the head. Yeah, I guess you do. And... And she's become part metal, at least. Her stomach. Because, she, yeah, she has a metal... Little plates or something underneath it's like very Cronenberg in a way that I think a lot of other movies would kind of botch but this one this is a movie that's like committed to that stuff and obviously very committed to being an emotional people bonding kind of indie drama I like that that it doesn't short it doesn't really shortchange you in either of those things but I don't know if there was a little bit more horror elements or just a little more to Alexia that's the thing is like I said there's just so little to her she's such a mysterious random character and you you don't know what she wants I think that's one thing I'm sure that's what a general audience would like if you had more of a protagonist like what is her end goal like what is she doing why are these things happening and I'm I'm okay with a bunch of that stuff I, I get that some of this is meant to be like magical realism this isn't an exact science to make a movie it's certainly a movie like this but I I just I wonder if it since it is so opaque, it's kind of like you could write the more fantastical elements however you wanted when you're making a movie like this. So I, I just wonder if there's a just a more smooth way of just incorporating that when it just changes so much for the rest of the movie. And it just really is like this long sequence of events of her bonding with Vincent and everybody well, until it all everything comes to a head at the end. And then it's like, okay. This might sound like total BS to you or to our listeners, but one thing I considered with the name is that, you know, when you think about the English word even so, like titanium, it is what they say, even in the movie, they describe it as being highly resistant to corrosion and heat, and it's used in for medical purposes because it's highly biocompatible. So what happens is that, you know, the body is less likely to reject titanium compared to other metals. These are important details. So that's why it's so frequently used in surgeries. Having a surgery and you have metal screws, you know, they're going to usually use titanium because of that. You won't beep in security or anything, you know. But when I think about her, Alexia, and her transformation, you know, again, you think about this biocompatibility and... How does that shift over the course of the film? It's taking it to a whole nother level, that essence of biocompatibility. With how the baby turns out. Yes, exactly. The father is a literal car. Exactly. But and she already has a titanium plate in her head, which right. has clearly warped her brain. And it's almost like because it's biocompatible, it's like wherever it had to be placed in her brain that permanently altered her, maybe even in kind of a fantastical sense. And then, of course, that makes her compatible with a car. It's so bizarre. Yeah. I mean, this this writer-director's brain must just be, like, so uh, unique and full of all kinds of interesting ideas. That's probably what I like the most about the movie. I might sound a little critical, but I really like that very strange, creepy idea of metal and machinery being combined with the human body and how that's transformed and what that leads to with this crazy horrific plot even though a lot of it is this like sweet bonding thing 
that's very human and you know you wouldn't see in a, in a movie like that where it's just like bleh, human body blowing you know turning into this creature or whatever you know that's what's most admirable about it is that this movie didn't just end up being this total wtf piece of crap it's a really well-made movie it's definitely engaging there's a lot of parts of it that i really like honestly i agree with you i was just thinking about the baby and, and how <laughs> you know like despite everything with that baby that baby could be very strong in the end because of its you know again the biocompatibility of the you know you're literally partially made out of metal less things to break it's it's a freakish crazy idea and i think it's a miracle that this movie is as good as it is even though i i certainly don't love it as much as a lot of people do certainly not the con voters but it's something to experience I don't think I could recommend this movie, but if you're really, really adventurous with your viewing choices, then I would say check it out because it's very different. It is a good movie, for sure. Yeah. Even even if it didn't fully work for me, there's a lot of good stuff in it. I would want to see more risky, adventurous, original films like this being made. Yeah, I mean, this movie is for those who like to watch those risk takers in movies. I would recommend it, but to those who who are comfortable watching French odd innovative movies that are known and are supposed to be shocking, that are supposed to put you on your toes. Provocative exactly. avant-garde cinema. That's if, yes. if you don't like that stuff, just stay far away from this movie. It's not a straightforward slasher horror movie at all. That's the kind of lens you have to view this. And do not trust the trailer, because this trailer is so misleading. Everything in the trailer happens in the first 20 minutes. It's really a completely different movie after that. I was a little annoyed by that. I don't know how you market a movie like this, but I think we've done a good job laying out what this has in store. It's a hard movie to talk about. Yeah. If it sounds like your kind of thing, then by all means, check it out. I'm excited for, for even though the movie ends at the end, you know, I'm excited for what Vincent and this baby's life has in store. Yeah. Because he just wants to love it. She dies giving birth, but now Vincent has this baby to take care of, and maybe he'll get his son back, maybe not, but now he has this new life to nurture, and um, that's Titan. Hi, Film Booze. If you want to contact us with any questions or comments or thoughts on the film, you can reach us at filmscaped at gmail.com. That's F-I-L-M-S-C-A-P-E-D at gmail.com. We have a website called filmscapepodcast.com. We also have an Instagram at filmscapepodcast, which you should definitely follow if you are not already. Please remember to rate and review and subscribe. On the podcast platform of your choice. Thanks.